Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Football Friday, that is. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And tomorrow, or Saturday, yes, tomorrow, you can check out the Michigan and East Carolina matchup right here. Jim Zoki on the call on WFNZ. So you Michigan fans, you ECU fans, or football fans alike, if you're in the car and need something to listen to, then check out that football game. So, uh, yeah, it is a college football weekend. NFL still a week away. You already know what time it is. Let's go to the campus. Come. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons opened up their season last night. I was in attendance with Fonda. We were at the game. I told her uh, what you guys said about her voice as well. Uh, she was very, very uh, happy about that comment. The voice is soothing. I think most people would agree when she hops on the mic, even if she is insulting Bryce Young, for some reason it doesn't feel as hurtful as the actual words are. And that's the kind of ability that your mother has. Yeah, she yeah. was very fond of the topic. She was very fond of it. All right. So anyway, the Demon Deacons got out there and got the job done. Really looked good in the first half. Second half had a few slip-ups. But with the 37-17 to win, Wake Forest now holds a 12 12- Oh, and one lead in the series with Elon. The Deeks have won 11, 11 of the 12 matchups with the Phoenix. And it was the debut of one Mitch Griffiths. He came out and did not disappoint, in my opinion. He had some hiccups as times as one would expect from a quarterback stepping into his first start as officially being the guy. He did start the season last year for Wake Forest, but we all knew Sam Hartman was coming back at some point. So last night it was his squad, his team, his Demon Deeks. He went 19 of 30, three touchdowns, 329 yards. And I said that after what I saw from him in the spring, I thought he had a live arm. He was very, very accurate. Uh, Dave Clawson, the head coach of Wake Forest, said that he had the best spring of any quarterback in Wake Forest history as far as completion percentage overall. Through spring camp, Jamal Banks, 108 yards and a touchdown. Cameron Height had 91 yards and a touchdown. And Wesley Grimes, who I also talked about during this offseason, he had 76 yards and a score as well. The Demon Deacons held Elon to 17 points. They had three sacks on the night, nine tackles for a loss. So what were your uh, takeaways from the Demon Deeks? That I'm pleased with what we saw from Mitch Griffiths, which all eyeballs were going to be on post-Sam Hartman. I thought, and plus downfield plays. That's what I really liked. How about the longest touchdown Wake scored since 2021 with that 69-yard hookup for a score, 37-17. You get a lot of points on Elon, so I really like what you got from 
Griffiths despite the interception. There was the one red zone uh, target where I, I think it was the height. If I'm not mistaken, he drops the end zone target. But, man, the ball needs to come down just a little bit. Either way, thought this was a good tune-up game before you get ready for the regular season. Like, no disrespect to Elon. They actually played a little better, certainly in the second half than I expected. They were down 24 to nothing going into the locker room. And so the fact that you made this a little bit of a game in the third quarter, kudos to them. But I got really, for the most part, Wes, everything I wanted to see from Mitch Griffiths. Making plays downfield, the accuracy was there. It's If there's a third and long scenario, I feel totally comfortable that that's a quarterback that can pick that up. I This is believing in Warren Ruggiero, believing in the system that replaces talented QB uh, with another talented QB. We saw that in the season opener. 1-0 Wake Forest goes. Yeah, the only thing that worried me as well is just being at the game, the eye test, the size of Wake Forest up front. That worries me just a little bit. You give up four sacks to Elon, eight tackles for loss. That spells a bad week of practice back in West Bryan's days. So uh, I, I I wasn't too there thrilled would be four about sacks that. in West Bryan's days, right? <laughs> no, but uh, you just don't want to see that from a Wake Forest offensive line against a school like an Elon. Um, I'm not going to preface it with the no disrespect. All is intended as far oh, okay. as you should yeah. not be giving up four sacks to Elon. And so I didn't like that. Mitch took a little bit too much of a beating in my estimation. Then you look across the landscape in college football. Utah last night beats Florida without Cam rising. Boy, that seat is getting hot for Billy Napier down there in Gainesville. Graham Mertz told you didn't trust him, but he had 333 yards passing, a touchdown, and a pick. But it was not enough. And without their fearless leader, Utah handles business. What did you think about that? And is the clock really starting to tick on Billy Napier. I mean, it was even before this game picked off. There was the article, I think it was on ESPN, about how this was going to be a monster year for Billy Napier. We all knew it. Here you have Anthony Richardson, who was a good enough quarterback prospect to be the number four QB selected, four player selected in this past NFL draft, and they massively underwhelmed last year even with that talent. So even in the NFL, coaches think, all right, well, we'll just take this freak of nature and then we'll figure it out at the QB spot. Man, you got to be able to figure that out a little more so at the collegiate level. Now you enter with Graham Mertz this year. What's the, you know, Wisconsin QB at Florida and like what is supposed to be what you think of a high-powered offense. It just seems like an oxymoron for a Wisconsin QB to transfer to Florida. And he had 300 yards, but only the one touchdown. They only scored in the fourth quarter when the game was already said and done. 24-11, Utah ends up going uh, on and winning. Yeah, it's it's real pressurized over Florida there Florida. Gators ran for 13 yards as a yeah. team. The big bad SEC, the Florida Gators, 21 carries, 13 yards, 0.6 yards that offensive line per is carry. Bad. And then Matt Rule. Took an L last night. I came in just in time to see the game-winning field goal go through the uprights as they took the L to Minnesota 13-10. to And we've got some sound folks from the fake Matt Rule talking about the loss to Minnesota. You know, I look at this game, you know, and I think about every game I've ever coached at the University of Nebraska now, a team has won a football game. You know, whether it's you know, tonight against Minnesota, you go back to our spring game, someone has won a football game that I've coached at at the University of Nebraska. And, and you look at us, you know, giving up 13 points today, that, that is one of the best defenses 
in the entire country when you look at it right now. And, and if we continue to do that every single game, then you know what? We're going to be one of the best defenses of all time. That's what we're capable of being. And I, and I know offensively we're going to go back. We're going to go check the tape. We're going to see what things we did well, see if you did well, things that we can improve upon. But, you know, look at the end of the day, you know, that, that <laughs> trick play that we ran, that that's elite-level trick play. And, and for us, if we do that – every single game, every single drive, every single play, when we have trick plays that turns into touchdowns, we're going to be the one of the best trick play teams of all time. That was Dennis Cox of 99.9 The Fan. That was pretty hilarious. Jeff Sims, the transfer, ACC transfer, that is coming from Georgia Tech at the University of Nebraska. 114 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions with 91 yards rushing. I know he needed to get somebody in there quarterback, but I never thought that Jeff Sims was the answer. So is this the start of a long season for Matt Rule? I mean, 13 points is not very good in the season opener. Oh, even and it, by the way, the points were scored on a trick play that went all sorts of awry, except that they were able to pick it up because it so fumble right behind the line of scrimmage, legal forward pass, man, all open, all alone in the end zone. But that's not how they drew it up. So even if you take that away, you're only talking about a field goal that they were able to score. That catch, whoo, that that uh, that score that they had before they kicked the field goal to win it, that was a crazy route. And I didn't think that he was in. I thought the guy missed him, threw it out of bounds a little too much. But that fact that you have a one-toe drag. And look, we don't need a hero. You don't need to get two feet down. Just get that one down, and that's exactly what he did. That route was crazy. The catch, the ability to drag the turf, the pellets flying up from the end zone. <laughs> what a phenomenal play. And then the field goal, man. I mean, I think we've all watched enough college football to realize you do not trust a college kicker kicking from 36, let alone 46 yards out. But he nailed it, and I think he made a lot of Charlotte area people very happy to see Matt Rule go 0-1. No doubt about it. This could be the start of a bad season in Nebraska for one Matt Rule.